0: Hey, thank you for choosing to be with us, and I hope that you're having a fantastic day today. Welcome to the Quest. It's always great to have you with us, especially if you're checking us out. If you're checking us out, we always encourage everyone to scan the QR code. That QR code will help answer some questions that you might have about who we are as a church. It'll also allow you to connect with us in whatever way you want to connect with us. If you'd like to give online, if you'd like someone to pray with you, all those types of things, that QR code is the means to make this happen. We also wanna remind everybody that all of our talks are available in podcast form. All you have to do is search Fresno Quest and you will find us on any of the podcast platforms that you're a part of. And before we get started, we're gonna open with a word of prayer. So I just wanna encourage you, this is a great opportunity to connect with God. And I want to do that together with you. I want to pray for you and with you. So let's pray together. Father, we love you and thank you for this day. We thank you for all of the blessings that you have given to us. The blessings that you have poured into our lives. The things that we sometimes take for granted. Father, you know the needs in our lives. And I ask, Father, that those that need you in a very drastic way in a very real way in a palatable way father i ask that you would step in and meet the needs of their lives and father for those that just need a better connection with you i ask that you would open our hearts today for that connection that you would open our hearts to experience you and to trust you father i ask that you would bring peace and faith and joy into the lives of your people and I ask that you would help them throughout their day and remind them that you're with them. And Father, just speak to us in this talk and and open our hearts to not just hear with our ears, but to hear with our heart today. And we love you and thank you in your name, amen. Listen, we're beginning a brand new series today entitled Playlist. To be honest with you, there's gonna be some challenges that we deal with in this, especially if you're listening online or if you're listening to the podcast. I just wanna encourage you to look for the song out by community music entitled Make Room. If you happen to be watching online, there's a link in the description below and you can click on that. And I would encourage you before we even start the talk that you would listen to that song because this talk is about the song. The series is entitled Playlist. It's not a series about worship, but it's a series designed around worship. So every week we're gonna be looking at a different song and we're gonna be talking about the lyrics of that song and how those lyrics help us connect to God, how those lyrics help us to engage with God. We all have different playlists on our media devices. They're groups of songs that we've selected that fit the activity of our life. You might have one playlist for your workout, you might have another playlist for running, you might have a playlist that wakes you up in the morning, or a playlist that you can have for the kids while you're driving them in the car. Your playlist is designed to help you make the most of these different specific activities that are going on in your life. And while the melody of the music moves us, the lyrics of the song speak deeply into our heart and our soul. And that's what this playlist is about. It's about music that feeds our heart and soul. In fact, that's what worship is, and you can write this down. Worship is an opportunity for us to connect with God. We don't enter into worship to mark something off of a to-do list. This is not just a mental connection, but a spiritual connection. I think too often we just sing songs on different times. It might be a Sunday or it might be throughout your day. We might sing worship songs kind of like we're listening to the radio. You know, you hum a little, sing a little, hum a little bit more. These worship songs are designed to facilitate a connection with God and express our love to God. Remember, God's not looking for the quality of your voice. He's looking for the condition of your heart. And I just want to remind you, when you're listening to worship music, we're not just singing lyrics. We're talking to God and we're connecting to God through the lyrics of the song. The lyrics become an expression of our conversation. And worship allows us to experience the goodness of God. Listen to the scripture, it says, worship God if you want the best. Worship opens the door to all of his goodness. Worship allows us to love on God, but also, and you can write this down, worship is a response to God. Worship is a verb, it's an activity, it's how we respond. Music may connect us to God, but there has to be a response. There has to be an expression that engages us with God. There are so many scriptures throughout the Bible that tell us to worship God and also how to worship God. Some talk about raising your hands, some talk about standing, some talk about kneeling or laying face down on the floor, eyes closed as well as eyes opened. The truth is, is that God always meets us where we're at and worship is a response to what God is speaking to us, how God is moving us. Worship is a response to God when he's speaking to us, sometimes asking us to raise our hands, sometimes asking us to kneel. The truth is is that God meets us where we're at, but the nature of our relationship with him calls us to grow closer to him, to open up to him. So while you might not be a good worshiper today, God is leading you to become a great worshiper. David tells us what our response should be in response to who God is. He says it this way, he says, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who has made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations." Love always has an expression. It always has a response, a declaration. Listen to the expression in this verse. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God to my last breath. Another scripture says, All you saints, sing your hearts out to God. Thank Him to His face. The truth is is that worship connects us to God on a very deep level. It connects us at the very core what the Bible calls our heart. Not our physical heart, but our soul. And it's from this place Then you can write this next point down about worship. Worship is an expression of your love to God. Most of us would say that we love God, but our expression of love defines our love. We have to be really careful. We can come to church, and we should. We can serve people, and we should. But if our relationship with God is missing a hard expression of love to God, What we end up with is religion and not a relationship. So the song that we're looking at today is entitled, as I said earlier, Make Room. It's a great song about surrender. And the song opens up with this line, here's where I lay it down. And what this song is saying, and you need to write this down, is this, in this moment, I choose to fully surrender myself to God. It brings us to a place where we choose at that moment That we're surrendering all that we are to God. I'm not going to be putting this off any longer. I'm not rationalizing this or excusing it. I'm not hiding this. I'm not ignoring it. I choose to fully surrender. You know the scripture that David says when he says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. When we choose to lay it down, what we're saying is I surrender. I'm not hiding this anymore. I'm making a choice to come clean with you. Generally, we don't like to talk about surrender. Surrender has some negative undertones. It usually implies that someone has forced us to give up or to give in. They've overpowered us to submit, and that exposes our weakness and our vulnerability and that's why we work so hard to maintain control in our lives because we don't like to expose our vulnerability and weaknesses but when we surrender willfully and voluntarily that becomes an expression of love and trust we look at the definition of surrender it says this to cease resisting to give up or hand over to abandon oneself entirely to another i think that a great picture of this is marriage When you stood before the person officiating your marriage and you stood before your family and friends, you promised to give yourself completely to each other. And we don't do that once. We continually give ourselves to our spouse, not holding anything back. And what makes that hard for some is when we surrender, we are giving up control. We give in to a new identity of being married, no longer single. And we give up all other options besides our spouse and that becomes difficult for some because they're not fully surrendered paul says this in romans he says give yourselves to god surrender your whole being to him to be used for righteous purposes so an important point that you want to write down in your notes is this every time we surrender our lives it's an act of worship every time we willfully and voluntarily cease to resist God. When we hand over ourselves to God, we're demonstrating our trust in God and our love for God. Romans 12 says it this way, friends, what should be our response to God's marvelous mercies in our lives? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be His sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights His heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of of worship. Whenever we surrender, it becomes an act of worship. The song continues and it says this. Here's where I lay it down. Every burden and every crown. In other words, every vice and every victory, every ache and every achievement, my shortcomings and my successes, my burdens as well as my blessings. I lay it all down. And I think it's reminding us of this. You could write this point down. I will not allow the bad or the good in my life to hinder my surrender to God. In other words, I'm not hiding behind my successes and I'm not being disqualified by my failures. I'm not going to let the hurts that others have done to me keep me from trusting God, keep me from giving myself to God. That means in this moment I choose to forgive others as I have been forgiven. In this moment I choose to not allow my worries to keep me from loving on God. In fact, what I'm going to do, as the scripture says, I'm going to cast all of my anxieties upon Him because He cares for me. Listen, we can't allow our position in life, our possessions of life, or our accomplishments to be what defines us. Because that's when pride sets in. And pride always sets us against God. Another point that you can write down is this. I think it reminds us that it's not what happens to me, but what happens in me. That defines me. See, it's not until we accept that we are fully loved by God that we have been forgiven from every sin. It's not until we embrace God that we are then defined by God. We can't allow the good or the bad to hinder our surrender to God. Another line in the song says this, here is where I lay it down, every lie and every doubt. I think one of the lies that this is talking about is the lies that we believe about ourselves. My sin is so great that God can't forgive me. I've messed up too many times for God to use me. I've done way too much. This is just who I am and God can't accept me. I think it might also even include the lies that we believe about what God wants for us and and from us. Sometimes we believe that God doesn't want all of us, that he's happy with just a small portion. And it comes to the point where we have to deny that lie and we have to come clean, that we have to search out the truth of what God wants for us and from us. I think it also is talking about we lay down or we release every lie that we believed about God. And listen, we all have doubts. Doubting God is not a sin. That is part of our human condition. But harboring doubt and holding on to doubts, refusing to grow through our doubts, allowing our doubts to define our experience with God, that becomes the problem. I think about the story in Mark where this father has a conversation with Jesus, and the father asks, can you heal my son? And the father actually says, if you can. And Jesus says this, Jesus said, if? There are no ifs among believers. Anything can happen. And No sooner were the words out of his mouth than the father cried, then I believe, help me with my doubts. I think what this story points out is we all need help with our doubts. We may not understand completely, but we can trust fully. The father in the story catches himself doubting. But have you ever doubted God's love for you? Or his forgiveness to you? His purpose and his passion for you? His plan for you? I think we all have to some degree. And we have to work through that and grow through that. And here's what it reminds us. I will not allow my lack of understanding about God to define my faith in God. I will not allow my questions to God or about God to define my faith in God. I can't understand the greatness of God. The smartest person in the world can't understand God's greatness. But we have a choice to live in this doubt or to live in faith. Surrender chooses to not allow our lack of understanding to define our trust in God and our faith in God. See, the truth is we all have doubts that we're growing through and working through, but we always want to be trusting God in the process of working through our questions. One last line in the course that I wanna look at, it says, I will make room for you to do whatever you want to. That's a big line, that's a big phrase. To me, this is the line that defines surrender. To me, this is the line that communicates that my heart is willfully and fully voluntarily surrendered to Jesus. So when we make room in our lives, what are we saying? Well, I think first of all you can write this down. When we make room for God, we're willing to learn to accept God's love for us. And I intentionally use those words, willing to learn to accept, because it's a process. We may not understand how much God loves us, but we want to find out. We refuse to allow our doubts about God to limit our experience with God. The Scripture says this, May you be able to feel and understand, as all God's children should, how long and how wide and how deep, how high His love really is. And not just know about it, but also to experience this love for yourselves, though it is so great that you will never see the end of it or fully know or understand it. And so, at last, you will be filled up with God himself. We can't fully understand or define God's love for us. But we can fully desire to discover all that we can about God's love for us. And the truth is, as you discover God's love for you, your love for God will increase. Also, when we make room for God, you can write this down, we're willing to learn to accept what God wants to do in us. Are you allowing God to do in you what he desires for you? Are you allowing Him to shape? Do you want to know what God desires to do in you? God has the desire to work into all of us the likeness of His Son, Jesus. And when we surrender our lives to God, the Holy Spirit moves into our lives and begins that work in our lives. But surrendering means I want the Holy Spirit to work in me. Surrendering means that I want to allow the Holy Spirit, I'm not going to fight the Holy Spirit, working in my life to change me. And again, it's a process. But we're not resisting God to work in us. We're giving Him permission to work. Romans 8 says that this way, For from the very beginning God decided that those who came to Him, and all along He knew who would, should become like His Son, so that His Son would be the first with many brothers. See, when we learn to accept what God wants to do in us, we stop resisting Him. And we make ourselves available to Him. How is God shaping Christ's likeness in you today? Are you allowing that work? Another scripture points this out. May the God himself, the God who makes everything whole and complete, make you holy and whole, put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. God is in the process of making you whole and complete. So that means we make room for God to heal us. And what does God want to heal in you to make you whole and complete? Is it a hurt from the past, a dependency in your present, a failure that has defined you, a fear that continues to limit you, or maybe a lie that has misled you? What does God need to heal in your life? Are you allowing God to heal that? One last point. Also, when we make room for God, what we're saying is we're willing to learn to accept how God wants to use us. Listen, this is a big one. Something that we need to remember is you were created with a purpose, that God has a purpose for you living and being where you're at at this moment. Listen to what God told Jeremiah. It's the same thing that God would tell you. He says, before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. In other words, he had plans that were set apart just for him. And that's exactly what God, listen, you were created with a purpose. Listen, this is why we hate abortion, because every life begins with a purpose from God. Before their life even begins, you were born with a purpose. God created you with a personality, with a heart, with talents and gifts that would accomplish that purpose. That would accomplish His purpose for you ephesians tells us this it says for we are god's masterpiece and he created us anew in christ jesus so that we can do good things that he planned for us long ago listen your heart and talents are not accidental there is a divine design to who you are god has invested himself into you to help serve build up minister to others 1 Peter tells us this is, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Listen, when we make room for God to use us, we begin to live for a different purpose. We look at people differently. We put aside our agendas and we look for God's agenda for the day. Listen, you're going to run into people today that are opportunities for you to serve God's grace to them, God's goodness to them. So the question is, are you willing for God to use you? Are you willing for God to use the talents and the gifts and the heart that He's invested in you? And I think we need to ask, who has God put on our hearts to serve? And if you're looking for a fulfilled life, it begins with surrendering to God and allowing Him to use us for His purpose. Surrender is choosing to live out God's calling on our life. Listen, surrender begins with relationship. And if you don't have that relationship, I want to encourage you to step into that relationship. And again, all you have to do is come to God on his terms and say, God, listen, I give myself to you. I don't want to resist you anymore. I want to come clean. I want to give myself willfully and voluntarily. I want to give myself to you. I want you to be in charge of my life. I want my life to be about you and not about pleasing myself. That begins the process that God steps in and He begins not just forgiving us, but He gives us a brand new purpose in life. He changes our heart and He gives us a passion for God and a passion for people. I want to encourage you to have that conversation with God right now. And if you already have a relationship, I just want to encourage you to make room for God and allow this surrender to be a part of your life. That you're going to lay down every burden and every crown every vice and every victory. You're not going to allow the bad or the good to define your encounter with God. You're not going to be hide behind those things. You're going to lay down every lie and every doubt. You're going to let God speak into your life. Listen, when we come to God and we give ourselves fully and voluntarily, we surrender ourselves to him. He steps in and reveals himself fully to us. And I want to encourage you to do that today. So let's talk to God together. Father, we come to you and you know our hearts and you know each one that's talking to you. Even if they are whispering the prayer, even if they're just thinking the prayer, Father, I ask that you would step in and that you would, for those that want relationship with you, that you would step in and that you'd begin the process, that you would, first of all, forgive them completely instantly and that you would wipe the slate clean, that you would give them a fresh vision for their lives, that you would give them a new purpose for their lives and a new passion for life. Father, I ask that as they give themselves to you, that, Father, you would fill them with your love for yourself and for others. And, Father, for those of us that have this relationship, we give ourselves, again, anew and afresh. We surrender to you. Father, we lay aside every lie and every doubt. We lay aside anything and everything that would limit our encounter with you and our faith in you. Father, we want to make room for you for you to do whatever you want to do. Father, I believe that that begins with accepting your love for us. And we do that collectively. Father, may your love define us and may it change us. May it open our hearts to you and to others. Father, may the worship of our life increase as our surrender increases to you, we pray. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to remind you it's a process. This is not something that happens overnight. There's going to be failures and successes, but we don't stop. Listen, we continually surrender ourselves. The human condition is to fail, but God's spirit in us continues to work in us to succeed, not in our own strength, but in God's strength to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish, to give ourselves more fully and voluntarily to him. It's a great process in our lives of growing closer to God. It's an exciting process in our lives. Listen, I wanna remind you, that we encourage everyone to get into a connection group, a small group with other believers. We encourage the fellowship, because God made us for community. He made us to do life with one another. And I just want to encourage you, if you're not in a connection group, that you would step into one, that you would begin to pray and to ask God to help you to step into one. I know it's a big step for a lot of people, but listen, Connection groups provide a community of people that will walk with you, pray with you, encourage you, and build you up. It becomes a community. This is where we do and practice the one and others that Jesus tells us to live out. If you're not in a connection group, scan the QR code. That QR code will connect you with people that will help you find a connection group that you need. Also, I wanna say thank you to each of you that contribute financially. Listen, there are no gifts that are too small, and I just wanna thank you for each and every gift that you guys give because your faithfulness meets the needs of the church, and that's important and appreciated. I just wanna say, thank you. And if you haven't given, you'd like to, again, you can scan the QR code and there's a link there that will help you connect and it will help you to give online. Listen, if you have any needs in your life, you want someone to pray with you, that QR code is also the way that allows you to fill out a prayer request and allows us to pray with you and allows us to get other people praying for you if that's something that you would like. In whatever way that you need to connect with us, the QR code is the very best way to make that happen. And I want to encourage you to do that whenever you're ready for that. Listen, thank you guys so much for being with us today. I want to encourage you to make today a day of surrender to Him and that you would make room for Him in all that you do and that you would come to God and learn to surrender your day, surrender your agenda. Allow it to change how you look at God and how you look at people. Listen, have a great rest of your day. God's best to you. Bye-bye.